God'll get you for that one. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll get you for that, Walter, is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Findlay's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God'll Get You For That, Walter. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Welcome. My name is Tom Cat, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host. Who are you? Tony Homeperm. Yes, Tony Homeperm, and we are here to discuss the 1970s hit sitcom... Maud. Uh, yes, that is what God will get you for that Walter is all about. And today we're going over episode uh, seven from season three. So season three, episode seven. This is our episode 56. 55. 55. <laughs> That's twice you've corrected me on <laughs> I that. know. I, and you know what? I have no problem with correcting you. Oh, I know you don't. <laughs> I live for it. Do we know when this one aired originally? Uh, October 21st, 1974. 102174. 102174. Good to know. Uh, it was directed by Hal Cooper, written by Norman Lear, Dick Clare, and Jenna McMahon. Okay. Uh, with script consultant Rod Parker. Alrighty. And there were three guest stars. There was uh, Henry Calvert. Mm -hmm. They had him listed as Ed. I think that was not supposed. I think that's supposed to be Henry. Henry. Right. Uh, Gene Blakely is a non non named man, and J Jan Kay is a non named woman. Right. They were a couple. They were a couple. Yes. yes. What'd you think of the episode? Meh. Yeah. It was like it not was an episode. One of the not one of the the best. There weren't really any moments that were really hilariously funny. True. I mean, there it, were a couple of was, lines that, like, Mrs. Nogatuck said, yeah, it and was a couple of lines that Maud said. Humorous, but it wasn't, like, one of those episodes that just, like, makes you want to laugh out loud. Yeah. 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 Although, the very end, when Maud sings to the tune of, um, I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm, yes. yeah. that was, that was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's get into this rather... Meh, Meh episode. episode. <laughs> yes. Which, of course, did we say it's Walter's Dream? Yes, it is called, the, the episode it's is entitled Walter's, Walter's Dream. Dream. Yes. So it starts off with Maud and Vivian preening and looking at themselves in the in, mirror. In the mirror, yes. Uh, and Vivian's in this very beautiful, off the shoulder blue, blue gown. Blue gown, yes. And um, she's showing off the girls. Showing off her bazooms. Yes. And uh, Maud is in this. Very masculine <laughs> black pantsuit with a uh, red uh, red velvet long vest that had ostrich feather trim, black yes. ostrich feather trim. Very attractive, very mod. Yes. Very mod. Although I'm, I'm sure her, her feathers were not molting all <laughs> over the place. Because I do have to share. <laughs> do you have to? I have to. We did a show this past Friday we night. We did do a show this past Friday. And, and my co-hostess... <laughs> Miss Cat <laughs> decided to wear this outfit, this gold, it was sort of like a gold lame pantsuit. Gold sequined dress. Dress? With a slit. Oh, that's right, it was a dress. It was a dress that's with right. a slit it was, up the side. Because I, that's right, you had to hike it up to get in the car. I did have to hike it up to and get in the car. The whole neighborhood saw your blue whole panties. The saw my blue panties. <laughs> and it had, it had, you know, these beautiful white feathers. Uh, as it was it was very elegantly trimmed in white feathers. Yes. I put feathers around the bust mm -hmm. and the neckline and also mm -hmm. around the floor of the gown. And would you care to tell the listeners what <laughs> happened with the feathers? 
At, at the, the Mad Batter Cafe where we so performed our Broadway Babe show. Please share. <laughs> the stage is yours. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? I'm not going to say anything. Uh, um, <laughs> unfortunately, the feathers at the bottom of the dress sort of, kind of went everywhere. They emigrated. They, <laughs> they emigrated from they, you. They sort of went the way of the dodo. Yes. Um, because unfortunately, when you have a floor-length gown, you have to also worry that because it's floor-length, it will be rubbing against the floor. Uh, and if you, you have did. feathers on the bottom of your dress, yeah. the feathers are going to inevitably come off. Come off, which they did. Um, the next day, <laughs> I literally cut the dress in half, um, and I moved the feathers from the bottom of the floor to my thighs. <laughs> And I intend on wearing that dress again, just not in Tony's company. <laughs> because if there is one thing I don't want to hear, it's Tony complaining that there are feathers everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> they really were everywhere. But I mean, I wore a similar I wore a similar outfit. It was it was red, it was um it was salmon sequins. And it was covered in dove, like mm. a light gray dove feather. Mm. And those feathers really didn't go all over the place the no. same way that this dress did. No, I don't know what it was with these feathers. They I think just it was, were like, honestly, I think it was just because it was they were on, on the, the floor. Bottom. Yeah. It was on the floor. They were like, they were not having it. They were not having it. Oh, and uh, un unfortunately, the uh, they had to do a lot of sweeping up. They did. <laughs> they did have to do a lot of sweeping up and a lot of vacuuming. I still, we they're, still they're have feathers still, yep, here. They're still hiding. They're there still, still all feathers over the place. all around us. Yep. So, um, but oh that my. is, uh, and you know, you know, anecdotal. But the reason I bought those feathers in the first place was because I was doing a Mae West impersonation, mm -hmm. and you know, I always remember Mae West having f feather boas or like feather adornments. Um, and just floor-length black sequin gowns, or just like mm -hmm. floor-length gowns. So I'm like, oh, it'll be very Mae Westian and Jessica mm -hmm. Rabbit if they mm -hmm. had a child. Right. And unfortunately, it just, it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. Say la vie. But rest, la vie. But rest assured, there will be more floor-length gowns of that will course. not have feathers on them. Yes. Oh, my. But, yes. We, we had a good show, though. We did. We, we had, had a, a good, good show, show, though. We had a very good show. So, modern, modern Vivian are staring at themselves in the mirror. They're preening, preening. like peacocks. We, uh, we find out that, Mo, uh, that Walter and Arthur have been away for two, two weeks, weeks. Uh, up in the mountains of Canada. Yeah, on a fishing trip. On a fishing trek. And uh, Vivian's asking, Maud, do I look good? Do I look sexy? Yes. Is Arthur going to go berserk when he sees me? Um, she's hoping he's going to be hungry. Yes, and... Um, Maud, she says she she wants uh, when Walter comes in, he wants to look at her like uh, Yule Gibbons, like Gibbons uh, looking at a bowl of, of grape, grape nuts. nuts. Did you ever have grape nuts? Never, but I've always been fascinated to have them. I, I've had them. I mean, is it essentially bran cereal? Um, no, it's sort of, it's kind of like a granola kind of a thing. I don't okay. even know if they still make it. They don't. They make raisin bran cereal. I don't believe they do. Oh grape no, nuts. no. See the grape nuts. Well, like these little, <laughs> these little just sort of irregular shaped uh, kernels, kernels that were crunchy. Yeah, yeah. That's that is vaguely what I remember. I maybe so. when I was 
like from the age of like zero to ten, maybe in that general mm -hmm. area, I had grape nuts, but they never see around this this time in the seventies. Yeah, when I was when I was a, a mere slip, infant, slip of a child, <laughs> um, like that the health craze, like people going on like these health craze yeah. and health kicks was very big. It was very big. I can remember, and my mother was, you know, whatever the freaking trend was, she had to hop on. <laughs> so it became a big thing. Like, all of a sudden, I, like, now there was no more, like, Frosted Flakes or Rice Krispies. Now we had to have the Grape Nuts. Uh, uh, Alpen was another was another cereal. Alpen. Sounds like a dog food. I know. Some, not Alpo. Not Alpo. Alpen. A-L-P-E-N. <laughs> okay. I was trying to make it sound like it was like this... This you know this whole grain goodness from the from the Alps and you know that kind okay. of thing you know brand cereals were were became very big, vitamins were another thing. My mother went on this kick like every morning. She gave me like these horse pills to take. Why I don't know. I mean it wasn't because like, she wanted you to live a nice healthy life. I mean it was just you know. But every time she got on a health craze, it was like oh God, what now? So, yeah, so she wanted uh, Wal Walter to look at her as if it were Yule Gibbons looking at a bowl of grape nuts. Yeah. And, uh, and Vivian asks Maud, why do men like going away together? Go off together. Go off <laughs> you together. men like to go, go off, off together. together. Uh, <laughs> if that was said now and now, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, it would be. It would be you know, that would be quite the double entendre. I mean, still to, I mean, Immediately honestly, I thought of Brokeback Mountain. Of course you did. Because of course I did. Because Maud then looks at the camera and it just to pause. Yeah. And she's just staring and yeah. she goes, I don't want to know. Yes. I don't uh, want to think about it. That's what she and says. then Vivian asks her if she if she's looking bosomy enough. And Maud, being the best friend in the universe, says, "Vivian, a good snowfall helps, but it doesn't make Switzerland look any bigger." Mm -hmm. And uh, we find out that Vivian has she's enhanced her cleavage. Yes, she has. A little... She's done a drag queen. Yeah, trick. it's a drag queen trick. It's a drag... It is. Uh, you want to say that again? Drag queen trick. A drag, drag queen, queen trick. trick. Drag queen trick. Try saying that ten times fast. But drag queen trick could have a the, another another kind of time. Yep. Yes. But another this, connotation. Another connotation. Words are hard today, ladies and gentlemen. Did it? Did it? Did it? Ba da ba ba ba. And welcome to the, the <laughs> last episode of God of God Bishop and that Walter. <laughs> the show where every episode is it's the, the last. Final episode. It's the final episode. But yes, that is a, a drag queen trick. It is a drag queen Drag queens trick. who don't want to use, like what I do, the silicone breastplate. Yes. Um, they will uh, contour a cleavage. Heavily, quite heavily. They will contour the cleavage. a cleavage. And sometimes I've seen it done and it looks really good. Sometimes I've seen it and it don't look great. It don't look good. No, it, it looks, look just looks like two brown two circles brown. on the and, chest. You know, I was today, as a matter of fact, I was talking to one of my friends because we're planning a, a shoot for Resident Evil, and the character I'm dressing up as is, I don't know if our viewers are, are familiar, but the character I'm dressing up as, her name is Lady Dimitrescu. And she's this nine-foot-tall vampire woman mm -hmm. with gigantic breasts. And I do have, like, foam and silicone breasts, but you need the distinct cleavage. Mm. 
And, you know, there was a part of me that's like, I can just smoosh my, <laughs> smoosh the fat there together and hope for the best. Uh-huh. And I've done that before. Are you right. okay? Your eyes are, your My breathing. allergies. Oh, they're killing the me. The allergies right? are very bad. Yeah, no. my, my, this one eye is like starting to water. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So, no, there's nothing, nothing can be done about it. Just take a leg. It just happens. Just take I a took my leg. allergy medication this morning, but it doesn't, it doesn't do any good. So, so I just ignore it. <laughs> of course. So. So I was talking to my friend who's putting the whole photo shoot together. Yes. And I'm like, I need to see how much money I'm going to be making because what I would like to do is I would like to invest in a set of, you know, fake silicone breasts mm-hmm. where you can, like, take them on and off and you'll get the visage of... Um, cleavage. Cleavage. And also, you don't, we don't have to shave our chest. And we don't have to shave our chest. We do that. We don't have to shave our I mean, chest. It's bad enough. My armpits are still screaming at me that I oh, shaved from them. shaving them? Oh. So, oh he said we would much rather wait until you get the breasts to do the shoot because oh, we want okay. it to look well, as realistic nice. as possible. And I'm that's like, that's nice. so sweet of you. So, she uses Helena, Helena Rubenstein. Yes. Haven't heard that makeup brand in, in a long, long time. I don't even know if it still exists. My my grandmother, may she rest in peace, mm-hmm. wanted me to try and see if I could find for her a specific shade of powder pink lipstick mm-hmm. that was Helena Rubenstein. Oh, okay. Because this was around the time when uh, I think Nicki Minaj was doing the Viva Glam line, mm-hmm. and hers was a really super powdery pink. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get it for my grandmother. And she was like... That's not how, like, I'm like, Ma, how, how light do you like your, do you want them to be white? <laughs> and she goes, well, what I used to do was I would take white cream makeup uh-huh. and just mix it with a little drop of red. Uh-huh. And she really liked her, because I think that was the trend during the, uh, during some point when, where you, like, enjoyed having, like, really, really, really light lips. Yeah, uh, uh, well, definitely in the, in the 60s. That yeah. Was like the, that was like a mod thing. That's when like white white uh, white lips, white lipstick th- yeah. came in, you know, and you know, it was it was a cool, that was a very cool look. Like usually they had like those those uh, the the sort of brim hat, the coach style hats. Yes, you know the mini skirts, go go boots, that type of thing. And then the white lipstick. White lipstick is very chic. Yeah, it was very. And chic. that was that was the look that my grandmother mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I couldn't get the lipstick for oh, her. Oh well. Such is life. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, you know, the door, like, there's knocking at the door, and you they, know, they're like, oh, Vivian, it's them. Vivian, we and love Lord, you. We, we love you. We love you. We love you. We open the door. It's just Mrs. Nogatak. Mrs. Nogatak. And she is carrying groceries, yes. and she turns to them and she goes, just a simple cold on Valentine's Day will do. Will do, yes. And uh, that's when, you know... They start asking, like, we've... Oh, Mrs. Nogatok, we've missed our husband so much. They've been gone for two weeks. They've been gone for two weeks. How do we look? Mm -hmm, Like, do we we look okay? Do we look good? Mm -hmm. And she goes, you look like a barracuda waiting for a cow to cross. Yep. And that's what they look like. So, um, then I think... uh, uh, did they hear the door? They yeah, heard them the door, outside. The, the, the car, the car pulls up, and you know, Maud and so, Vivian are frantic again. Yes, now they have to like you know arrange themselves. Yes, and, and Maud turns to Vivian and goes, 
The thing you need to do is play, play very casual play cool. and very cool. Yes. Now get out of my way. I want Walter to be the first thing he sees when he walks in the door. No, she says, she says I want to be the first I thing. I want to be the first, first thing, thing Walter sorry. sees. I want to be the first <laughs> thing Walter sees. So she like throws herself on the couch and like Shoves arranging herself way. seductively. So Vivian, she's first trying to like... You know, she's trying to juxtapose like pose herself, on the couch, and that she was work. jockeying for position. So she ran over to the bar, and um, at that point, the Vivian, Walter, and Arthur enter, and they are filthy, disgustingly they so. Are, they are filthy. Yeah, they're like dirty. They've got you know, five o'clock shadow. They're yep. just a mess, and they're carrying some big crate. I guess a fish. Yeah, it's a fish, uh, fresh fish. Yeah. Have you ever prepared fish? Uh, I'm talking I'm, like no, prepared fish. No, like like scale and gut it and all that. Hell no. 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 I, no. I buy mine in a, the way God intended it. <laughs> Freeze, <laughs> frozen quickly in a, in, in, in a plastic wrapper. <laughs> no, not even Mrs. Well, yes, I've used Mrs. Paul. But no, like I like in the supermarket, they have like the fillets. They're already oh yeah, they're already frozen, frozen they're already and, ready to go. You know, yeah. And I, actually, I've got I've gotten like salmon like that from yeah. from Walmart. My mother, my mother, the same, and it's delicious. Yep. The thing is, this, this is a a domestic goddess tip now. Oh, here we go. You're much better off to buy the the fish that's been quick frozen. Rather than buy it like fresh, like it's sitting out there on the ice. Really? Yes, because the fish that's quick frozen, as soon as it's caught, it's frozen. It's frozen. Now okay. the the stuff that's sitting out on the ice, you don't know how long it's been sitting out on the ice. True. It may actually have already been frozen and then thawed. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, so fish. Um, Shrimp, which I really can't eat anymore, but also mm. like your quick frozen shrimp, that's like the best shrimp to they buy. They don't teach you these things in books, kids. No, you have to learn it on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where every good chef learns. Yes. It. Psst, kid, come here. <laughs> you want to know where to get the best fish? <laughs> Oh, that's terrifying. Uh, my, my, my I can just imagine you in full drag yes. doing this. My, my mother told me never to talk to a strange fishmonger. <laughs> Monstrous. Uh, so, uh, Mort comments that uh, Walter, he looks like a, um, one of those Japanese soldiers that just found out the, the war, war was, was over. over. Yes. Um, and, you uh, know, he's... Uh, go ahead. No, and Arthur... He starts. He's complaining about the amount of gas, uh, what they spent on gas. What they spent on gas. Yeah, he literally yes. just comes in and walks. So yeah, Walter goes over to Maud, and yeah. they're having their like, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But Arthur walks directly past, past Vivian, Vivian. Yes, completely ignoring her. Yes, yes, and, and uh, he sits down like where the phone is. Yes, he wants and to he's just out like figuring out how much how money much they, they spent on, on gas. And Vivian is still like posing there. Vivian is like, you know, being sexy and like yes. moving all over and like these varying like, yes. I'm showing off, I'm here, this is me, Vivian. Yes. <laughs> uh, Poor thing was completely ignored. Yeah, she was. And she looked really good. She did. I really, she looked her really hair good. was very nice. Yeah. Her makeup was beautiful. Yes. And uh, Maud is suggesting to Walter that uh, uh, him and Arthur run through the sprinkler. Yes. Because they're so filthy. And I think one of the first things that Walter says is, 
I'm covered in Canadian soil. Yes. Pure Canadian yes. mud, whatever it's, it was. It's, it's, it's like a manly mud. Yes. You know, and, and Maud says it's dirt. Walter. Yes. Yes. Im imported, but still dirt. Yes. And then there we see there's some like white substance on on his on his on his jacket. He, he goes on about all of the things that, like, dirt on his outfit. Yeah, well, they're like badges of honor. Badges of honor. Uh, that his pants were torn yeah. um, by a branch. Uh, and how a wild speckled goose shit on his shoulder. Pooped on his shoulder. Pooped on his shoulder. Yes. Um, and, you know, Maud is... The closer Walter gets to Maud, the yeah. more Maud smells how awful yes. her husband smells. Yes. And she just looks away and crosses her eyes and goes, I'm I'm overwhelmed. Yes. Uh she she wants him to like scrape off all these layers yes, of, 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 of dirt and guano. Yes. And and then then they can celebrate. Now here's the here's the funny thing. Arthur Fun at this point he figures out that over the past two weeks, two weeks they spent $98.42 on gas in Canada. In, yes, because they had to drive to Canada, drive, to Canada and drive around drive, Canada, and then drive back. And drive back home. And all that was $98.42. $98 which, by today's standards, I mean, is cheap. I mean, because literally right now we're going through a similar gas crisis. Yeah, we are. Um, and, and if anybody blames the president, I'll hang you. This is the this is the fault of the of the oil companies. This is the fault of the oil they companies. They are ripping they us are off. Ripping us off. They are ripping us off. I saw. There are so many. There are so many calls for us us as American citizens to no longer use fossil fuels. Also, I don't know if you've ever seen her on TikTok. I think it's Representative Katie Porter. I'm familiar with Katie Porter. Yeah, Rep. Katie she Porter. was like, she was like grilling her whiteboard. These, she gets the whiteboard. She was grilling these oil executives. They have gotten all these uh, permits for uh, for for land here in the domestic United States to drill for oil. Yeah. And like most of them, they're, they're not even doing anything with them. And they want more permits for more land. And she, and she was like, she was like. When is enough enough? Yeah, she said you you have you have all the, this this land that you're not doing anything with, and you still want more, and this is this is the problem. It's like corporate greed. It's yeah, all about corporate, corporate greed. greed. It's like enough is never enough. It's like how much do you how much do who you really I, need? I forget who was I talking to. I think maybe it was you that I was talking to. Where it was. Who else do I really talk to? Where it's once you go over a hundred thousand dollars, that's when the greed starts to set in. Yeah. Like because at seventy five thousand dollars a year, that's comfortable. That's living a very luxurious life. But as soon as you go over a hundred thousand dollars, that's where the greed starts to consume you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Was I, it may I don't not, remember. It, it may not have been that. you. It may. I know it was someone that I was talking to. I don't Maybe it was my therapist. Maybe. Um. And we were just talking about it, and it's one of those things where I'm like, yes, that makes that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That over a specific amount is when you'll realize that enough really isn't enough. I mean, like, Elon Musk can he literally can pay forty four billion for Twitter. That deal may still not be going through. I know, I know, but the fact that somebody would have that much money, that much forty four billion to to pay for one thing, yeah. 
Meaning that there's, you know, a lot more that he that he has. That, I mean... They, I don't know, it, I think it was the UN. Either the UN or some organization uh, basically had it where they detailed everything in order for Elon Musk to... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, they, they gave a detailed list for Elon Musk to essentially end world hunger. Right, yeah. And it came yeah. to about like $6 billion. Right, right. And instead he chose to buy... Like Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it really <clears> is upsetting. <throat> and also it points out that late-stage capitalism, you're going to branch off into one of two extremes mm -hmm. you're either going to go into a socialist regime or mm -hmm. a fascist regime mm -hmm. and i am praying we do not get into a fascist regime really i know like it, it's just, it really it, it really is very upsetting how money corrupts corruptly in this yeah. uh, no it's power corrupts yes and also money corrupts yes very true so <clears throat> those are all of our opinions yes. on that. Yeah. So I, Arthur is aghast that they spent $98.42. And and literally now, nowadays, I mean, that people are, you know, they, they fill up their tank and it's, you know, twice that, that. Or, not, or not more. That if not more. It's scary. I, at half a tank I filled up, it cost me 60 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. I was like, now I'm just going to have to fill up when I get to a quarter a tank. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. I'm thankful that I don't drive all over the place. Mm -hmm. But um, I think at that point, um, I'm trying to think what happened after that. I think um, uh, another. I think Walter me. went upstairs, then came back downstairs while Arthur was going over the numbers, and he told Maude that he had twelve. He ate peas with a knife. Uh, yes, actually, even oh no, it was before, before that. Be even before that. I have something about um, uh, uh, Maud. Um, Moronic Madonna's. Her, her talking to Vivian about that. Even before that. Even before that. Maud had. She was saying something about Arthur being like a cheap wine that doesn't travel well. Oh yes, when Vivian and her were talking. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, and she's telling Vivian that what's going to happen. That uh, Walter is going to be like um, enumerating. He's enumerating everything that he did. Yes. Starting with like like he picked up a rock, he caught fish. Yeah. Oh we've God, please don't let him tell that he caught a fish. Yes, and he's going to be like, oh, we've got to move up there. Yep. And that's when she made the remark that they they uh, the, as wives. That's our role when they come home. Moronic Madonnas. Moronic Madonnas. That's what they. That's what they. That's what they have to be like. That's when Walter That's came when down. That's when Walter comes downstairs. And he's like, Guess what? I ate peas with a knife. <laughs> twelve, twelve peas. On, twelve peas on one. Twelve peas on one knife. And uh, Maud's like, "Oh, Walter, I'm so proud yeah, of you." So proud. And he mentions Walter mentions a name, Popeye Kling. Oh, I don't remember that. Popeye Kling was Popeye a was Kling. a name was a name mentioned. Oh, I didn't. Who I think I didn't was hear that. I think was either the owner of the lake or owner of a piece of property on the lake probably yeah i think a lake house that they were staying at perhaps probably or, or was he the one who who owns the lodge that he's looking yeah for? owns the lodge he owned the lodge and he's looking for a partner yes um yes and again the name of that gentleman was popeye kling yes yes 
and um, I think I think um, that's when uh, he he tells Maude that he's looking for a partner for the for the lodge. Yep. And Walter wants to he wants to go in. Yep. Uh, and I think that's about when Walter and Arthur they they pick up the that. Uh, of fish. Yeah. Arthur says that he wrote a poem. Then oh yes, they, Arthur wrote a poem. Arthur wrote a poem, and then, you know, they they say, "Holy mackerel, the fish," which yes. I thought was adorable because yeah. mackerel, obviously. And as he's walking by Maud, he says, "I'll catch you, gut. I'll catch him. You gut him, Maud. What yes. do you think about that?" Yes. And then Vivian turns to Maud and says, "Why doesn't he say hello?" hello? Because, again, <clears throat> completely and totally yes. ignores his wife. So Maud goes into the kitchen, and she tells Arthur to, to go to go and, and say something to, to Vivian. Yes. Yes. And uh, that's when Arthur, he goes out, and then when he tells Vivian his poem. And the poem, from what I got, was, I saw a cloud. I wonder why. Up in the sky. I why? Up in the sky. I wonder why. why. I wonder why. Yes. What was the line after that? Something about uh, it began to... To drip. Yes. Uh, and then I think he says, my soul was swabbed yeah. by heaven's Q-tip. Heaven's Q-tip. And, uh, and then he tells her he loves her the makeup in her cleavage. Yes, loves the makeup in her cleavage, and then they <clears> start <throat> loving up on each other. Yes. And then that's when Mrs. Naugatuck comes out and says, yes. oh, I love these suburban, suburban orgies. And it was it was funny that we actually hear the term orgies twice yep. in this episode. I was like, oh, interesting. Yep. And then Mrs. Nogatuck said that I can't wait for my day off. Yeah. And then that's when we cut to commercial. Cut. Yes. Uh, then we, when we oh, that was one thing that we forgot to mention. Oh. Yes, we were watching this on Tubi. Tubi. We're watching Maud on Tubi, where you yes. can watch it for free. It's yes. a, Tubi is a streaming service. You can also watch Maud for free on Amazon Prime. Uh, Freebie. Yes. Freebie TV. On um, Amazon Prime. You only get the first two, two seasons, seasons on Freebie TV, yes. and on Tubi you get seasons three, three and four. four. So, uh, currently no place to see <clears throat> seasons five or six. Five or six. But seasons five who knows? Six. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? They just, like I was telling uh, Tony before we went live, that 227 was just on Hulu. Mm -hmm. They released every single season on Hulu, yes. so... Who knows what's going to happen? Hopefully Maude will get the same treatment. Because 227 was also a Norman Lear... Project. Was it? I believe so. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to check on that. We may have to look that. May have to double check that. May have to check that. I would love to see more on Hulu. Yes. Uh, so we come back and Walter is cleaning the fish, scaling the scaling the trout. Yes. Um, and he's telling Maud about and, uh, his story about they, they. He want he. Everyone told him not to use this shallow pond. Yep. That, that you're not going to catch any fish there. Yep. And he, he, he moseyed over. He waited till the morning, I think. Nobody was around. He yep. moseyed over. All he, he didn't even have a fishing pole. All he yep. had was a string, a string and, and, a hook. The, and, and some worms. And he caught the biggest fish yep. out of that out of that. Uh, and while pond. he is describing the story, Maud is just looking yeah. miserably at the camera. Yeah. And whenever Walter turns around, Maud just smiles haplessly. Right. And I love when they do bits like that. Yes. It, it is something that I quite enjoy. And, and then Walter, he was doing this thing about he was he was uh, rattling off the names of the different people up there. Yes, and it almost sounded like he was rattling off the names of the, the seven, seven dwarves. dwarves. Exactly. But the last name was, was he. I was he having, couldn't remember. He couldn't remember, and then Maud says Spud. Spud. Yes, <laughs> Spud. 
And Spud threw it through a party, for, I guess, for Walter. Yes. C- catching that that fish because it was it was considered a miracle. Yep. And and Maud he says, wants him to invest in the lodge. Yep. Maud says the folks <clears throat> around the lake sound right friendly. Yeah. And Walter's saying he wants to get out of this concrete jungle. Yep. He's Tur- accusing Maud of killing him. Actually, one of the th- again one of the like uh, physical comedy bits was. Walter's saying, we gotta move, Maud, we gotta move. And while Walter's saying that his back is turned, Maud is mouthing the words. Right, right. Oh, one thing we did forget, when he was telling Maud about eating the peas with the knife, yes. when he finished with the knife, he did oh, what he yes. did with the knife. He took the knife, threw it down into a plank of wood, yes. and it went flack. Flack. Yes, because it's very important. That is a very important that, thing. That, comes, that kept coming up. Yes. Yes. Because when Walter said that he accused Maud of trying to kill him by, you know, keeping him there in the concrete jungle. Yep. She... And he's like, you're killing me, Maud. You're killing me. And, you know, Maud then says, I have two words for you, Walter. Thwack! Yes, yes. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, or at least in the living room, Arthur and Vivian are sort of canoodling on the couch. That is a great word. Yes, and Maud walks out and she she says tells Arthur that Walter Walter wants him. And by the way, I love the Helena Rubinstein on your cheek. Yes, yes. Maud now starts telling Vivian about what's going on. That it's it's the worst thing. Yep. Um, about you know Walter wanting to go into this partnership. Yep. With uh, Mr. Bigfoot Big, at Lake Titicaca. Yes. <laughs> and Maud decides, you know, because they've got they've gone down this road before, and she says this you know, this time she's going to call his bluff. Yep. Yes. She's gonna you know she's gonna she's gonna agree to go along with it, because she she feels that you know he'll he'll chicken out. He'll chicken out. Yeah. Yeah. She says our nearest neighbors will have four paws and bury their nuts in the winter. <laughs> that was a good line, which I enjoyed very much. That was a, that was a good line, and uh, uh, that, and Walter comes out and he's like ready to battle. Yep, he's ready to battle uh, over you know doing this partnership. And Maud relents. Yes, she says how selfish I am to impose For such give comfort. me. I was so selfish. Um, and, uh, and uh, she says, first thing tomorrow, we're going to put the house on the market. Right, right. And you'll call Mr. Henry Jenkins, Jenkins to, to sell, sell Finley's friendly appliances. Right, right. And you know, that's exactly what she does. She goes over to the little table. She goes, yes, she's like, I'm going to call, call Mr. Jenkins right now and tell him you want to sell the store. Yeah. She calls information. She calls information and she Jesus. says, yes, hello, operator. Henry Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the operator asks, can you look him up in the directory? Yeah. Obviously, because right. the next yes. line that Maud says is, no, I can't look him up in the directory. I'm at an orgy and some clown is fogging up my contact lenses. Yes. So we had two mentions of, of the two orgy. Two mentions of an orgy. Which was interesting. I wonder, I wonder how they got that past the censors. I mean, uh, free love in the 70s. I guess. Everyone was having orgies in the 70s. Right. Do right. you know, I'm anecdotal. So yes. I, be- I belong to a lot of convention 21 plus groups. Okay. And when I say 21 pl- when I say 21 plus groups, because that got me in trouble one of the last times I said it, um, 21 plus groups like Colossal Con, New York Comic Con, Anime NYC, uh, Dragon Con, these are all 21 plus groups mm-hmm. where you can like speak freely about your experiences. Mm-hmm. You can talk about anime. You can talk about comics. You can like it- it's a lot of we call it shit posting. Okay. 
And um, a lot of the times there will be a joke saying that there will be an orgy at this convention or okay. it'll always be a joke uh -huh. most of the time. Sometimes, however, there are parties that get just a little wild. Okay. Um, and it's just one of those things where it is so consistently mentioned that it's become a running gag mm -hmm. where like someone will go to a convention and then someone will be like, oh, did you see so-and-so at the orgy? Uh -huh. And it'll, it'll just be a running gag. Gotcha. And it's just, just one of those things that I... Mm -hmm. I love conventions for that reason okay. specifically. It's all good. All the memory. We love so the memory. Okay. Okay. So Walter makes her hang up the phone. Yes. And we're thinking you're thinking like, oh, he 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 he's chickening out. Yep. Maud turns to Vivian and goes, Well, mm -hmm. it looks like someone is going to give in. Yeah. Um, but Walter reveals he already he already told Jenkins. You already told Jenkins. They already have a deal. They have a deal, and they're meeting, I think, what, the next day? Uh, some, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and he tells her that... Um, it was you, Maud. It's all you. Yeah, he told he told Jenkins, as, 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 as long as it was all right with Maud, it, the, deal was, the deal was on. Yep. So, uh, you know, Walter gives her a big hug and a kiss mm -hmm. and, like, races, I think, either upstairs or to the kitchen. Yes. And Maud turns back to Vivian and goes, Fwacked! Yep. By my own! So then we had a commercial break. Yes. We come we back. Come back. Vivian is on the couch eating what looked like grape nuts. Grape nuts. Oddly enough. And she was in a very attractive purple, purple, gar purple mm -hmm. outfit. Mm -hmm. It was very, very pretty. And, and there's a couple that uh, Maud is walking through the house. They're yep. looking at the house. Cause, and that was the other thing. She said she was going to have the house put up for sale. Yep. When she was telling Walter that she's going to go through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the, the man is saying, like, oh, wait, that he loves the tool bench. The workbench. The and, workbench. you know, Maud says the, the workbench doesn't the, go doesn't with the house. doesn't come with the house. Yes. And, you know, they're going on about how lovely the house yes. is. And then, you know, the, the gentleman mentions, oh, we love we love this bar. This like, bar. I, I've always wanted a house with a bar. Yes. And Maud says, oh, the bar doesn't, doesn't go with the doesn't house. Doesn't come with the house, right. And then they, they're saying, then they're talking about the three bathrooms. But even before that, they were they were mentioning how they were in an apartment. And it yes. was very cramped. And now they're yes. in a house. Now, to get, yes. I love the fact that they went from an apartment to now a three-bathroom house. Yeah, yeah. And just, I wish that that was a luxury that we felt today in yeah. today's housing market. But yeah, forget it's it. Just not happening. Right. So he mentions the three bathrooms, and Maud says, "Oh, the bathrooms don't go with the house." Right. So the gentleman finally like. She's says, a, but she says she'll throw them in. She'll throw them in. Yes. She'll throw them in as a courtesy. Funny, funny thing, because I see this a lot now, and it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. How like we see, um, you know, people are paying these exorbitant amounts for rent. Yeah. Monthly, yeah, but they can't get a mortgage for you know, a and sometimes it's cheaper to pay a mortgage than it is to pay rent. Absolutely, yeah. My mortgage is is lower than a lot of rents. Isn't it awful? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Yeah, I kind of sort of hate the housing market, and I'm waiting patiently for it to crash. It's it's ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. Actually, we have um, uh. A, a couple that we know decided to, um, you know, they're, they're relocating. Yes. And they uh, they put their house up for sale, and they didn't even have to, like, show it. It's, it was like... Cash yeah, offer, was, I'm it sure. Was, it was, I don't know about that, but I know, like, I guess the the, the whoever the realtor was already had somebody that they figured would yeah. would, would want that, that, and it didn't even have to get... They didn't even have to do, like, an, an, uh, an open house or anything like that. Makes sense. It, it was like... 
you know. By today's standards, that's the norm. Yeah. That's the norm. And yeah. it's upsetting me that that's the norm. Mm -hmm. Because it should not be the norm. Yeah, I know. Another thing I saw on Facebook that was so funny was, you know, some... It was somebody was reposting some somebody else's thing. Yeah. But it was a, a woman who looked to be in like you know maybe her sixties or seventies saying like, well you know young people today they don't they they don't need to go in, into debt for college they could just they could just get a, a, a job and 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 work and and pay for college while while they're working and it's like it was like and somebody was uh -huh. was like well yeah maybe in like the time that Jesus walked the earth but it you, you can't you can't do that today. It does. It doesn't. You it can't. doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore like that. No, I mean you look at how things were. Like, you know, look at like the fifties. It, it was it, what, the husband could work. You know, one person in the household could work, and and that paid for able, everything. You were able to survive on one. Paid a mortgage. Now. Paid for a car. Paid for you know, utilities, expenses, vacations, all these things. Yeah. You literally can't. Nope. One person, one job. And this notion, this notion that, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, this notion that, you know, working retail is, you know, unskilled labor and that people that work retail and people that work in food services should not be making a living wage is horse pucky. Yeah. It's absolute horse pucky. Everyone, regardless of occupation, should be able to afford to live comfortably. Yeah. And the fact that that is not the law of the land right now really, really, really upsets me. It is upsetting. Because, you know, I am currently working three jobs, mm -hmm. and I'm not able to afford to move By the out way, of my house. Um, you need to redo. You need to redo vacuum the living room huh? after we're done taping Thanks. this. Thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> I will get right on that, Ma. <laughs> get right on it. But it's it really is upsetting that like it there is. are people that believe that you know people that are, the burger flippers. Why do the burger flippers need to make fifteen dollars an hour? No, that is not accurate. That is still a skilled job. That is still a job that requires a specific skill set. And the fact that there are people that believe that you do not deserve a living wage really bothers me. Like, um, they were saying how um, people complaining about, oh, like, now, oh, like, their favorite restaurants. There's such a, there's such a long wait now because people, you know, d don't want to be waiters and waitresses. And it's like, yeah, well, you were saying for years, well, if you don't, don't want to work, work, if you don't like uh, working a job like that, find something better. There was, and they found something better. Now you're, in, you're, now you're during, upset because during, there's nobody to work at the restaurant. Yeah. During the pandemic, there was a significant number of people that were saying, oh, we're closed because no one wants to work for us anymore. Yeah. And there right. were people that actually reached out to those companies saying, I'm looking for a job, and I'm looking for a job at such a, such a wage. Right. And they did not, the people that owned the company denied them. Right. And it's like, yeah, you want the job, but you're not willing to pay the people to work that job. Right, exactly. And it really is be it really is becoming a problem. Yeah. As a matter of fact, one of one job that I'm working currently, I asked for sixteen dollars an hour, mm -hmm. and I was told, okay, we'll make that work. So, um, paperwork's all cleared. We figure it out, and then I notice I'm only making fifteen. Uh huh. And I'm like, 
I go to my I go to my manager and I'm right. like, excuse me, I had asked for 16. Why am I only getting 15? Do you know that a day later he said, oh, I have great news for you. I'm like, I hope it's a dollar raise. Yeah. He says, not exactly. I'm like, hmm, mm, not great news. So he says that because I got a raise of 50 cents, uh-huh. so now I'm getting paid 15.50 an hour, uh-huh. all of his assistant managers got a raise because I got a raise. Uh-huh. So because I'm getting 15.50, everybody that's above me gets uh-huh. $16 an hour. And I'm like, okay. okay. And I can't do anything because I need this job. Jesus. So um, it really is upsetting. It is. It yeah. really is upsetting. Where it we're is. at is just can we tax the billionaire class? Yeah, it's it's really ridiculous. I have a lot of opinions when it comes to the economy. <sighs> All right. I'm not an economist, so what the hell do I know? I know. What do you know? So the couple they see that you know. They Maud ask. doesn't really want to sell. They yes. ask, are you sure, sure you, you want, want to sell, sell this yes. house? And she goes, no. Uh, well, yeah. yes. Yes. Mm. And she's having this constant inner conflict. She's, yeah, back and forth. But they decide that, you know, Maud will call first thing in the morning if they decide if she decides she, they to They tell change. her, call us when you're when you're ready. Call us when you're and ready. And she shows them out. And Vivian is telling her, you know, Maud, you're, you're throwing away your life. You're throwing away your roots. Yeah. Your roots uh, are all yes. here. Yes. And then uh, Maud goes into this explanation about uh, Margaret, Margaret Mead. Mead. Yes. And, you know, she's saying, we outlive our husbands because we're so materialistic that we right. kill them early. Right. Right. And she figures if they if they move up, up there to Canada, then... Uh, Walter's going to gain five years, and it'll take ten years off of Maud. Right. So it'll average out, and they'll die together. Yep. Yes. Which I thought was an enjoyable yes. And Vivian's like, Maud, I don't think that's what Margaret Mead meant. And then Maud says, what the hell does Margaret Mead know? Yes. Then we cut to the bar. We cut to the bar. Arthur and Walter are with uh, Henry, Henry Jenkins. Because they've, I guess they've, you know, Walter and Henry Jenkins have finalized this deal. Except for actually, I guess... Signing papers at, yep. at the lawyer. Correct. And, uh, you know, Arthur is saying that it's it's the impossible dream. Yep. Uh, that he's, there's going to be, he's going to be uh, seeing polar bears taller than Maud. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I think that's when we, we uh, it, it comes out about that um, Mr. Jenkins, he's going to be changing the name of the store. Yes, and, and you know Walter's like that's that's twenty years of goodwill. Like what yeah, are you, what are you every, gonna everyone do? knows it as friendly friendly Findlay's. Yeah, and, uh, and he asks, what are you going to change it to? And, and he and, ta- doesn't he say something like, oh, friendly friendly Findlay's is uh, he's, he's, yes. Um, Jay, Henry says that Findlay's is hokey. It's hokey, right? Friendly Findlay's that's is hokey. The term, yeah. And Walter's like, well, what are you, you going to change it? He says, jolly, jolly Jenkins. Because yeah, because that's certainly not hokey. That's not hokey at all. So um, he says he's making his goodbyes. He's saying he'll see you. See you with the lawyers, lawyers on, on Thursday. Thursday. And then Arthur says, "Oh, by the way, there's going to be a, a a going away party. I think the next day." Right, right, right. And uh, Walter t- Walter <laughs> is now crestfallen. He's he like, says, "Jolly Jenkins." He says he's a jolly, jolly jerk. jerk. <laughs> And, you know, he's telling Arthur there, he's throwing away my immortality. Yes. And then they, you know, this is another one of the things that really bothers me about today's society is that mom and pop shops like that rarely exist anymore. No. 
like they they only exist in like areas where there's a lot of they're money. They're very rural, and they're v- either very rural or very um, well off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the, the like the example that I use is like you look at a number of the stores like by Port Jefferson and yeah. by Northport, like yeah. any place where there's a like a pier of some kind or a port of some kind, yeah. they'll be like these small mom and pop shops. Yeah. Like we don't really have that here where we live anymore. We did. We did. We had Agnew and Taylor. Yes. And then that closed. It closed. And they turned it into a what? It's a, a, a cancer uh, specialist um, medical type of Interesting. Uh, office now. An oncology office? S- something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And the thing is that, that I mean, that was a historical building. And, uh, and they just completely tore. They completely tore it down. Well, not torn down, but completely renovated. Think, renovated, completely gutted. I'm pretty sure they had to. Like, uh, if yeah. you went in there, the floorboards yeah. were like yeah. creaking. Yeah, and I mean, it's a it's a medical like now it's a medical facility now, and it's like you certainly couldn't have that. But yeah, but there was you know all that history gone. Everything now it's like you know Seven Elevens, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, Starbucks. dollar stores. Yeah. Um, Dollar trees are on the rise, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But the reason I bring that up is because um, Walter ends up mentioning how there was that hardware store that was owned by uh, this person whose name they don't know. They don't remember. But they were like, oh, he was around for 30 years. He built up such goodwill with his, his, um, oh my God, why can't I think of the word, with his community. Yes. And then they were like, oh, what's his name? Yeah, what's his name? So they they completely interpreted his name. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, you know, all those years gone, gone for for good. Yeah. Yes, and he, oh, and Walter is like, oh, what happened? To what him? happened to him? And, and then Arthur says, oh, he moved, he, he, moved out west. Yeah, to he raised chicken. Bought a chicken farm to raise chickens. Right, and and uh, and and Walter's like, and, and and what and what happened to him? And he says he he shot himself two years ago. <laughs> shot himself two years ago. <laughs> and Walter's just like, friendly Finley's is not hokey. Um, and then I think at that point is when we cut to. Uh, well, I have. What did he say? Oh, he said he's. Uh, I think one of them says that Jenkins will keep the will keep the old store jumping. I know. Oh, and Walter says, "Yeah, with a moose horn." Oh no, that's I think when we jump to the party. Yeah, that's when we're at the party. That's when we jump to the to the party. But I think at that, like towards the end of the conversation, Walter finally realizes that he may have goofed a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. So we cut we to, cut to the, party. the party. and Walter has, the, he's blowing the moose horn. Walter is blowing the moose horn. Yes. yes. And Maud is in a gorgeous mm-hmm. olive pantsuit mm-hmm. with a red and green. It was the same outfit that she wore for the uh, Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And I want it. Yes. I want it badly. And uh, uh, after Walter was blowing the moose horn... Uh, Ar- Vivian Arthur says starts doing... Arthur can do it. We can do it with his hands. Yeah, and that's when Arthur does it. He with does his, hands. his moose call with the hands, and Maud says, "If uh, you could give milk, Arthur, we'll we, take you we, along. We take you along." And Arthur's saying that he's going to miss them. Yep. And you know, tomorrow they're going to they're going to sign the papers, and yep. and 
and Goodbye Store. Yeah. Oh, and I think. Oh, and when he's talking about this to Walter, well, Martin, while Vivian, yeah, Martin, already, Vivian, Martin, Vivian go into they the went kitchen. They had gone into the kitchen, and Arthur is going on and on about all the things that are going to be changing. Right. Like you know, you're going to be moving away to Canada. You're going to mm. be living living this beautiful life. Right. And while Arthur's doing this, Walter's like right and yeah. blowing into the moose yes. horn. Yes. And it comes to a point where you know Arthur well, says one last thing, and Walter well, just blows air he's, into he's, the horn. Well, he uh, he was la he was laughing, yes. and then he starts crying. That he's he's like, I don't want to go. I and love Arthur the store. Him. Yes, Arthur slaps Arthur him. Arthur slaps him. Yes, and he says, Walter, you're a man. Yes, and men don't cry. Yes, you're going to Canada. You have to. You're gonna you're gonna be a man. Um, Which isn't that isn't that just like a friend? I guess so. Just like a friend. Yes, I would just read you to filth. Uh, you would. And I we, have. And you have, I multiple have. times. You're still, you're still using the liquid lipstick. I'm still using the liquid lipstick. Okay. There are still feathers in your house. Uh, I know. So, so let that serve as a warning. I know, I know. It won't stop me. <laughs> no, it won't. It won't stop me. You know. <laughs> uh, so... And Walter's, he's trying to, like, man up. Yes. He's, and and, and, and Arthur's telling him, you're going you're gonna to love it up there. And then we then we're in, in back, we cut now to the kitchen. Now we're in the kitchen, and Maud is saying and goodbye. And Maud is stove. saying goodbye to yeah, the goodbye. Goodbye sink. Stove. Goodbye sink. Goodbye refrigerator. Goodbye refrigerator. And she comes up real close to the refrigerator and says, "I'll defrost you when everyone's gone, and we can cry together." Yes. You ever had a refrigerator that had to be defrosted? Uh, no, can't say that I have. Pain but I in will the say ass. this. I will say this. When the power goes out, no one goes in the fridge. The refrigerator is off limits when the power goes out. Well, of course. Yeah, that's how you keep the cold in. Yes! So. That's the only time it's ever been defrosted. I remember, um, when, when was it? It was 2000. Remember when we had that big power outage yeah, here the on brownout. the East Coast? The brownout. The, the, yeah. Um, I, I don't remember what, what year that was. 2000, 2003. 2003, right? It was 2003. Yes. I, was, I was still in high school, junior high school at the time, I think. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, I, I remember. Um, God, I had such. I had a. I was working in Hicksville at the time. Yeah. And had a. And, and I actually, I remember I was at work, and like that we had that that power outage. Immediately, we all thought about nine eleven. Yeah. That's what we immediately thought yep. that there was some sort of another terrorist attack or something, and um, then you know uh, we you know found out that it was. Thank God it wasn't. Um, had to had to try and get home and like trying to get, you know, to the to the highway was, was a pain in the like ass. yeah because no no lights were no working lights were working and it was just it was just crazy and I got, I got home and like it yeah. happened on a weekend didn't it no no it was a weekday it was a weekday it was a weekday and uh, me and me and Frank were like we had we had like all this food in the refrigerator so we were like <laughs> we're like what are we gonna do with all this food and we're like. I was like, we better eat it. <laughs> so we yeah. were like eating like all this food because we didn't want it to you go didn't bad. Want it to go bad. Uh, but we were we lucked out. Our power came on that night. Yeah, ours came on like late that morning, mm -hmm. like early, early, early morning. Mm -hmm. Like it was still dark out. Mm -hmm. Like I want to say like it was maybe three or four in the morning when the when the power finally kicked back on, mm -hmm. and like just. The amount of people who bought generators that year and the, oh, the yeah. years following. Yeah. Like I remember I remember having the window open and at the time me and my brother shared a bedroom 
And all I remember hearing was this, like a distant, and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Mm. Must be nice. Love the generators. Right. So, um, defrosting the fridge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get to where we're located, mentions all the things, changing water collapses, goodbye, sorry, I don't have one. Oh, right, male ego, yes. Male okay. ego, the male ego. So, I think Vivian is, like, trying to say, Maud, you really aren't going through with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think at that point, that's when Arthur comes in saying, male ego. Yes. Thank God I had the good sense yes. not to have one. Right. Which, right. <laughs> yes. God damn it, Arthur. And he, he tells uh, Maud that Walter's scared. And, uh, you know, and uh, she's, like, point, she's like, At that point, Maud You're telling me he's having second thoughts? Irate. Yes. She is irate at that point. Yes. Um, uh, and there was something about, Arthur told us uh, something about, he was saying something about Tarzan and Jane. Yes. And, and Tarzan um, falling out of the tree You know, tree Tarzan house. fell out of the treehouse. Yes. So, you know, Maud then says, Vivian, Arthur, go home. You yes. don't want to be around right. for this. Right, And, you know, they're like, well, wait a minute, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And Maud says, Tarzan didn't fall out of the treehouse. Jane, Jane pushed, pushed him. him out. That's right. That's when she starts singing that song. Yes, the snow mm-hmm. is snowing, mm-hmm. and I'm not going, and he can marry a moose. Mm-hmm. And she starts humming to the tune of mm-hmm. uh, I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm. Yes, and that's when Walter comes in the kitchen, and Maud is saying uh, how much she's looking forward to, to leaving. Yep. And, and what Maud says, I forget what Maud says, but she says something to the effect of, yeah, right. I'm trying to remember um, what it was, because you laughed at it. Oh, yes, I don't remember. And I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't remember now. I think she says, I'm sure, or we'll find, I think we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. We'll find out. And she's saying how, you know, they're going to they're gonna miss Arthur and Vivian, yep. Carol and Philip. Yep. And, you know, she can't think of a good reason not, not to go. And then she ends up pouring this hodl of coffee. Mm-hmm. And she ac- she accidentally burns her fi- her pinky. Yes, yes. And and, and Walter's like, Maud, you, you burned yourself. What, what would happen if we were in, in, the, in the wilderness and, the, and this happened? And she said, oh, I would just go to the, the nearest corner the, drugstore. The corner drugstore. And Walter's like, the nearest corner drugstore is 47 40 miles, miles away. away. Yeah. And Maud says, oh, well, I'll just get up early and, and, and go out for a jog. Yeah, go out for a jog. And he's like, it's cold and windy. Your, your hair would get messed up. There's, There's no, no Mr. Mr. Billy. Billy. And I guess and this is the first we've ever heard of Mr. This Billy. This is the first we've ever heard of a Mr. Billy. I guess Mr. Billy is her hairdresser. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, yes. Maud says, oh, well, Mr. Billy will just fly up. Yeah, Mr. Billy, Mr. Billy always, always flies. flies. <laughs> Which I guess tells so him we're telling some more about Mr. Billy. Yes, we found yes. out that Mr. Billy is um, uh, one of us, one yes, of ours. One, one for our town, one and, for our family. Know, she says he would, just, he would just, you know, wash out my hair in a bowl of ice. Um, a hole in the ice. The, the, right, the right, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, and then I think, like, Walter then says, what about your gynecologist? gynecologist. Yes. And Maud says, oh, the Mounties the will Mounties. find one. Yes, they they always, always get, get their, their gynecologist. gynecologist. Yes. And Walter is like, I can't make you do this. And he says, Maud, we're not going. Yes. You can't be without a druggist, Mr. Billy. Or your gynecologist. Or your gynecologist. But isn't it great how it's the woman's responsibility to, like, how she is the, the reason? Yeah. yeah. Like, not to mention how, like, Maud would need a primary care doctor, a dentist, all of these things. I know. Yes. 
So, you know, at that point, um, uh, you know, Walter turns around, turns his back to Maud and says, I love you more than that silly old dream. Because right. Maud's like, but your dream, I want you to, I want mm -hmm. you to go and enjoy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's, he's like saying, we're, we're not going. And she's like, uh, I won't let you throw, throw away your, your dreams. Yes. Um, and then she says that he's the, Walter, you're the most unselfish man who ever lived. That's right. And right, Walter right. turns around and says, it's in my nature, it's Maud. It's in his nature. And they go in for a hug, and Maud yes. is, like, ready to claw his yes. eyes out. Yes, yes. Uh, and so then we cut to the prologue. The prologue, which we found, we actually had one in this episode. We did have a prologue it's, in this I episode. guess the next morning, Walter and Maud are coming down the stairs. They're in yep. their, their, like, uh, robes and pajamas. Yes. And uh, they hear a moose call again. And it's obviously Arthur calling yeah. for a moose. Yeah, so Maud opens the door... And, and it's a moose. A, and it's an actual moose. It's an actual, it's a taxidermy moose. Taxidermy, but, but, but a moose but regardless. A moose, nonetheless. And, you know, Arthur pops his head out and says, I bet you thought I was an actual moose. Mm. And, you know, Maud says, only the head, mm -hmm. Arthur. Mm -hmm. The other end is still, still a horse. Still a horse. Oh, Obviously Arthur. calling Arthur a, a horse's, horse's ass. A horse's patootie. A horse's patootie. And that brought us to the I end of the episode. Like, I hate the word patootie. I really do. Like, uh, it does nothing for me. It's not supposed to do anything for you, Pussycat. I cat. know. Oh, but my just, Lord. I mean, when you think about it, when you think about the, the one line in Golden Girls when, when Dorothy turns to um, Stanley and goes, Mr. Belvedere is a humble servant, Stanley. You're a horse's ass. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have landed quite as funny if she said, Patootie. You're a horse's patootie. Yeah. Like, just, of course not. I don't, I just of don't course like not. But we thank you so much for enjoying another episode of God Will Get You For That, Walter. If you would like, you can follow us on all forms of social media, mm -hmm. on YouTube and Facebook at God Will Get You For That, Walter, and on Instagram at Finley's Friendly Appliances. Correct. Where can they find you? Uh, everywhere, Tony Homeperm. Everywhere, course, Tony Homeperms are available. Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and the web. Yup. And you can find me at That Tomcat on all forms of social media or wherever your local That Tomcats are found. Correct. Traditionally on street corners. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we thank you so much for listening, and you will hear us again on another episode of God Will Get You For That, Walter. Bye, guys. Good night. <laughs>